Welcome to AEC Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. I'm Laura. And this time, hopefully I actually upload the right episode the first time around. Uh, sorry if you're trying to listen to last week's episode the day it came out or sometime before like 4 p.m. on Friday. Uh, you might have realized this is a different episode than what the description is. In fact, it's a rerun. Uh, it's because I am dumb and I uploaded the wrong episode for last week's spot. But I did fix it. So if you like, I've already heard this. I'm done. It should be on there now. It should be back to normal, the new episode. So now you might get two and one, two for back-to-back episodes. You can binge last week's correct episode and this one as well. Good job, Laura, for telling me that I done messed up before. Also, there's some audio <laughs> issues. It's because I edited it very quickly while at work instead of my normal place at home. And I was rushed just to get it fixed as fast as possible. So it is what it is, though. So we'll see. how that, Maybe this is all elaborate to get like double the listenership. Like, oh, they listened to it the first time. Yeah, listen again to actually hear the right thing now. Be yeah, that, that, and also remember, folks, you get what you pay for. So, if you want to like start sponsoring us, we might be able to put more effort into this. We don't have any official channels, but if you just throw come in and throw money at me and say this is for the podcast, I'll take it. Yeah, make, make him feel rain. more like a whore. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, that was our little bit of housekeeping from last week's episode of me <laughs> messing up. It is what it is, <laughs> it happens, it happens. PSA. Um, yeah. But this week, we are back with a new list of things to talk about. Uh, this one is Laura's topic that she came up with, which was black label books. Laura, how did you figure out, how did you come up with the, we should talk about black label idea? Um, because you and Adrian had already picked that you wanted to read Batman the White Knight, which is a black label. And at work, I was talking to my friend Zach there. And shout out to Zach, just in case he's supposed to be listening. Um, he was kind of like, "What? what is black label? What are you talking about? I've never heard of this. And I said, oh, it's a new imprint it's dc's version of it's out of continuity possibly and like they're more adult stuff and i was trying to describe to him what it was and i was like maybe i don't exactly know what it is myself so why don't we talk about what it is and how many different comics are under it and what we liked about it so so with that i did a little bit of research very little like wikipedia i hit google and found things where back in twenty, it was established in twenty eighteen. Back in twenty eighteen, you know, back in the day. yeah, back in the day, uh, where DC decided, okay, we're gonna have this new thing that that's still under DC publishing, but it is a bunch of one offs that may or may not be continuity. Um, more often than not, I've seen that they are not continuity, but it's just they're saying, hey, you know, these it's DC comics, it's, we put our name behind it. But Black Label, we can, you know, anything can happen. Usually it's a lot of rated R stuff that's violence, nudity, whatever. Um, and yeah, it's just sometimes they have gone back and changed other things that were previously published. I think it was under the Vertigo yes. mm-hmm. uh, yeah. imprint where they closed Vertigo and they're like, all right, well, here's this. It's just, it's Black Label now. So stuff like Sandman was Vertigo, I believe. Mm-hmm. 100, yep. uh, what was it? 100 Bullets. Um American Vampire, uh, Why the Last Man, <laughs> there's a cat. Yeah, yeah. There are two cats, yeah, there are that's two the cats problem. That are playing, play fighting right now, so if you heard noises. Uh, <laughs> that's while, not just my stomach. Yeah, it's not, or my stomach either. It, it's the cats <laughs> fighting in the background. We may need, next time we may need to throw one upstairs. And there's a chance I take a pause. And... Yeah. yeah, we chanced it. Well, there's a chance we may take a pause if they can come in and play too close to us. and They'll, they'll pause us. Oh, that's true. Ah. 
Paws good, and claws. Good pun. Thank you. <laughs> Alex but, uh, is the championship of puns. Where's your dad jokes? It's thing? right here. There it is. Right by my yeah. soundboard. <laughs> yep. Y'all can't see it, but he actually has a, a nameplate that says King of Dad Jokes. Thank you, Josh, for getting that for me for my birthday. <laughs> so, But yeah, there's but, a whole uh, bunch of yeah. things that have come out since that they put in Black Label and stuff that was out before. Um, the biggest thing that stands out to me is Joker is a Black Label now. Um, that one was established a long time ago. Yeah, that was still out. DC at the time. Though. Right. That was a full, that that was that was a full Vertigo, DC. But, uh, um, All-Star Superman is uh, Black Label also. Um, so yeah, and they have a lot more that they put out since making this the label than they have bef- you know, than they had out before that. I guess if that makes sense, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a whole bunch of different things. That- one thing that surprised me was a nice house on the lake. I didn't. It didn't click until I saw it. I was like, "Oh, that makes sense," and that's why it's there. And I still need to read that. Yeah, uh, and that's a series that's currently going on that we've talked about repeatedly that mm-hmm. we enjoy. And that's why it stuck out because you guys keep telling me. Yeah. Uh, but what are some other things on the list? Uh, Jared, why don't you go first with what's something on the black label list that you really enjoy that is on here as well? Um, it's uh, the the very first uh, black label book that they published was Batman Damned. Uh, it was written by Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo. 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 Okay, I wasn't sure if Ooh, the pronouncing of that. Um, That's a rarity. He's a famous it's, guy. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a somewhat of a sequel to the graphic novel Joker, which you just mentioned. Um, this is kind of, kind of following Batman and John Constantine's investigation of a potential supernatural threat after the Joker is mysteriously murdered. Um, this book became famous because it featured uh, full frontal nudity from Bruce Wayne in this. Uh, in the original printing, they censored it, or I don't know what they, they did exactly. They edited it in digital, and any other subsequent printing would be removed also. Okay. So this is the very first appearance of Bat-wang. the Batwang. Yep. So, but that was its, you know, launching point was, I don't know what DC was thinking, and I don't know yeah, why they that. even censored it after so, that. I'm like, if you're going to pu- publish it, you're basically, and then censor it in anything after that. It's basically like, hey, here's a headline. There's controversy by this book, and we've right. launched a hard black label. So the official story is it was a printing error that, while yes, the artist drew that, they thought that it would be obscured in the actual printing process. That was the official reason. Like, oh, well, yeah, he did that, but we thought it wouldn't show up. And oops, there it is. Well, if you thought it wasn't going to show up, you know, there's something called preprinting. That a lot of places do. They do the yeah. first before they print thousands of these. They print one or two. Everything's good. Everything's lined up. Okay, now press play. Hit all the copies. Go. So are you telling me that? I mean, either a someone wasn't doing their job and looking at that, or b you kind of let that one slip slip mm-hmm. out on quote accident. Oh yeah. And it's amazing how much it launched that series and right. Black Label. Like oh, they're going controversial and huge and yeah. whatever. And my favorite part of that story though, uh, of the Batwing, not the actual issue itself, but the story was there was anti-circumcision groups that are protesting the book because it showed <laughs> Bruce Wayne was circumcised and like, Oh, oh that's, you're promoting body mutilation and blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, this is a comic book. Y'all. Right. Uh, y'all you have no problem with him being psychologically damaged to the point where he's dressing as a giant bat. You're worried about that. Part. Because that is what their group stands for is anti-circumcision. Yeah. And it was just, I found it funny. I, I'm not going to say 
who's right and who's wrong on that side of the yeah. argument. I just think it's funny that you're yelling about a comic book about right. that. Like, it'd be one thing if it was an actual movie or, you know, it really based off of a person that was forced to get circumcised versus, no, no, this is a fictional character in a comic book a that, comic book. that like, the man is full grown. Like, it's, they're not showing a child getting circumcised or anything, which that's their biggest argument. Like, oh, you shouldn't force kids to get circumcised, blah, 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 blah. It didn't show that. It was like, no, this is a full-grown adult. The big You're missing, like, everyone's, come on. It's dumb. And honestly, the fact that DC said, oh, the digital copies won't have that, I understand that because yeah. it terms of service with, like, Apple with their network and stuff. Like, okay, you can't show frontal nudity, whatever. So I get that. I'm not having it on digital. But to make a, such a big stink about it, like, oh, no more of the other printing is going to have that. You did that just for the sole boost the numbers. Yep. You did it for the controversy, for the news headlines, and to boost your sales numbers. To, that is launching your black label system. So you can say, system. first issue, first printing, completely sold out. That's the only reason why you did it. Right. That. You didn't yeah. do it for any other reason. Right. Yeah, because, sorry. Um, one thing I wonder about is, like, sometimes if nudity helps the story, but I was, I admit, I didn't actually read Batman Damn, but I tried to skim enough to get to the Batwing and figure out where it was and why it was. And there was no, there was no real reason no, for it. It was, was just he stripped out his bat random. suit and was walking through the cave. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, if there had been like a, a rape scene or like something like to make it more psychological, like if there had been a reason for there to be even like that a killing way, joke would, with Barbara yeah. being stripped down, like that'd yeah, be one they, thing. They covered, yeah. but they covered all that up, right? But yeah. that would have, in that instance, that would have been nudity that is part of the story. Right. Yeah, so it I, would make sense. Like, it would drive the story. I mean, it would have a purpose. It, but this was it, just gratuitous Batwing. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> For me, it wasn't, like, completely out of left field. Like, he was stripping down his armor. So, yeah. like, that made sense from that standpoint. Now, why didn't he leave his underwear on? That's a little weird, but whatever. Maybe I, I he guess doesn't he likes to go commando. Maybe. I mean, all oh, the leather, it sticks. I don't know. Um, Gotta shove some baby pedder right. there. <laughs> I remember reading the Tuesday, because we have the books Tuesdays before it comes out on Wednesday. I remember brought it home, read it, brought it back. Mark asked, oh, what'd you think? I was like, oh, it's okay. He's yeah. like, well, what'd you think? Did, did you catch the, did you notice the penis? I was like, A, I wasn't looking. And B, no, like, and he's like, oh, it's on this page. Like, oh, yeah, I guess there, there it is. Like, I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. I was re- busy reading the speech bubbles and looking at the overall picture. Yeah. I was looking at the forest, not the wood. <laughs> uh, Hit your uh, rim shot, yeah. <laughs> That's a good effect. one. Uh, is that one? on this channel? Nope. No, that one works too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we need to put the rim shot on the right channel so it can come through. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Um, edit, edit, edit. No, uh, <laughs> but like the issue, the story itself was fine overall. It I mean, was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't a, but a it was, masterpiece, but, but it was yes, still decent. It was controversial for yeah. me. It was yeah. overall. It was just another Batman story. Same it's here. Fine. If you want more Batman, you haven't read it yet. Cool. If right. not, it's you're not missing out. It's right. The biggest thing was the Batwing. Yeah. I'm um, sorry. This is almost off topic now, but how often do Batman and John Constantine? team up like that was something i not that thought often. at first not I that mean, often yeah. but it's happened frequent 
You know what I mean? Okay. It's, 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 okay. It it's happens, free- but not a lot. It happens as frequently as he, as he teams up with any other random superhero. Yeah, okay. I would like, go with that. Whatever it's convenient for the story. Right. Like, not oh. A, not a Justice League member and not one of the Bat family. Right. It's about as frequently as everyone else. Yeah, because so, that's what I noticed right away when I was trying to, like, skim it quick. I was like, man, this narration is really weird for Batman. And then when I realized, oh, it's John Constantine talking, then I was like, oh, okay. I don't know this character enough to know really what he should sound like, mm-hmm. but it's obviously not Bruce Wayne or Batman. So that that tracks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. That's fine. Um I I think again the controversy though is what they pushed like okay yeah. we need something and here we go yeah and I mean it worked it sold out and yeah. we had people trying to buy multiple copies and they were dumb and we said sorry one per household because we want people that actually want to enjoy the story to get a chance to get the story yep uh Laura what is one list that stood out to you you know, real quick I think you had texted <laughs> me and said hey do you want me to pull you a copy of this uh, that's probably do you want I some think, like yeah, you yeah. may have actually said that too. Uh, hey, do you, do you have, want some Batwing? Th- we'd have to go. Through <laughs> I'd the have text. to go through my text from what five, eight years ago or something. Uh, four years ago, because it was twenty, 20 years ago. Okay. When Black Label launched. <laughs> You're not the first person to try to sell Wang at Walter Ego. Yeah. There we go. Yep. <laughs> or purportedly, I guess. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no evidence. <laughs> no, no, we do sell other comic books that have full frontal nudity, but that is what it is. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> like, going on. Anyway, <laughs> Laura, uh, what's another Black Label thing that stood out to you? Um, I think I'll go with Curse of the White Knight. Uh, I, after we finished, uh, just regular, the White Knight. Sorry, I'm tripping over my words now. Um, I immediately was like, oh, I should reread Curse of the White Knight while this is fresh in my head, and it also reminds me how I keep, I very frequently misname these issues like i'm always saying oh curse of the night white's so great blah blah blah," because i'm thinking of just the original white knight which i'll save most of that for later but i kind of forgot how much i really do like that volume and curse of the white knight does continue in that vein and it's much better collected i think before i read it in single issues and i kind of there were a lot of layers of what was going on in a story and I got confused, but this time I, I pretty much read it almost all in one night because I was I had the time, and I think our internet went out, so I had it downloaded, and it was like all I could do. So um, that really stood out to me, and I, I was glad to be able to catch up on it, and that one, it did good until I got confused. The, the premise of The Curse of the White Knight is that part of why the Joker started all of his schemes in the the original White Knight series was because he discovered that Bruce Wayne was not actually the true heir of the Wayne fortune. I guess I guess it's, I should have said kind of spoilers. Spoilers, sorry. For for if especially <laughs> oh. if you just read White Knight and you're getting ready to read Curse of White Knight which follows this. Sorry everybody. I should have said spoilers <laughs> earlier. Sometimes I forget that we that's not just generally implied. I mean the series our, has been out for a little okay. while too, so that's okay, okay too. But, um, yeah, sorry, I didn't take good notes on this because I didn't expect to be on this podcast either. I didn't expect to have a chance to review these things. Um, but I, I did get confused, though, when they were talking about, okay, they said, I should, I should have written down more of the people's names, too. There, there were two people who were kind of almost pirates, like Bruce the, Wayne's great-grandfather. The Wayne family, and who's Azrael's? Um, 
um, his real his real name. John Paul Valley was his. So his yeah, but his there was name. another so, name. The but it was the Wayne ancestry. family ancestry. No, there was someone else. I swear it was like Bazaar Becker. Let me look it up. I'm sorry. I was just I mean, saying. I'm trying the, to think the of the Valley characters. guy Napier? was J- N- Napier. Jack was Joker. Napier was the Joker, right. it w- the, it but it wasn't his family. His family. No. The Valley family were the Arkham? people. Well, yeah, Arkham was involved too. The Valley family ended up being the people who um, Bruce came from. Yes, but that no, uh, Azrael came from because Bruce came from the no. Wayne or what? No, no, Bruce was not because you found out Bruce was actually adopted or. One of his family members was was adopted. Was adopted, and they swapped names. They swapped families. Basically, gotcha, gotcha. I remember. Or, or, adopted? No, it was just it's like a family swap. Here, we're going to trade you this baby for this baby. No, 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 no. Someone's no. like the family. Sorry, it's no, been a while. I, so I, I, just read. I can tell you. I can okay, tell you. I know what it. happened on it. this. Um, <laughs> Let's the, just keep throwing the guy out. whose name I'm trying to remember. He killed Edmund Wayne after Edmund killed. Well, didn't exactly kill, but made it seem like he killed Laffy Arkham. And he was supposed to take all of Laffy's um, assets. But then the other guy killed Edmund, too, and took over Edmund's name. So Edmund's identity was stolen by this guy whose name is not written on this page. But Bruce Wayne's ancestors, his biological ancestors, was not originally Wayne's. They stole the identity of the Waynes. Yeah. That ain't that great, 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 whatever had been murdered. Gotcha. So he's not officially a bloodline relative of the Waynes. I mean, effectively, gotcha. he still is, though. Like, I mean, it's within modern enough history that they were all Waynes. So, like, uh, it's Yeah, fine. that that was part of why I was confused, because I felt like they were close enough that it didn't matter. Right. But, but. in a world of honor and whatnot, that Bruce is crazy. <laughs> he's not yeah. a, he's not a true blue Wayne from the way back of whenever's and it's it's it, it works as the story but as Bruce having an objection like well I'm not a real Wayne but you're being dumb shut yeah. up Bakar B A K K A R is the guy who was part of that um it was like the Saint Dumas society Dumas, too that's right yeah, yeah. He was part of that, and after, like, he kind of was the driving force convincing Edmund Wayne, oh, you need to do all this stuff and try to take out um, Lafayette Arkham and do all these things, and he was kind of pulling strings, getting Edmund to do what he wanted, and then he stabbed Edmund in the back, too. Long story short, it's a thick story Yes, that works well in trade. Yes. But there are many a name that you don't know that... Yeah, they're it's, building a new history. Right. Uh, but it's good, though. Which, it, it, kind of a, a side tangent, sorry. Um, I didn't realize until I looked these things up that Sean Murphy, who wrote White Knight, Curse of the White Knight, the Harley Quinn set, like a whole bunch of... All the White Knight stories. Yeah. Um, it turns out they're calling it now the Murphyverse. Yep. So I was oh, excited cool. to realize, oh... What I really like about the Black Label so far is the Murphyverse, although that is almost exclusively all I've read, but that's what stands out. I mean, so. that still works, though. I mean, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that so check out the Murphyverse. Start, <laughs> starting with the White Knight, which we're talking about in about 20 minutes or so, give or take. Uh, one on my list that I really enjoy is let's go with 
I may be stealing this one from you and Jared. Batman Three Jokers. Yeah, I'll jump in there. That was uh, one of mine. Yep. Where it was teased in a Justice League book. Just so there was more than one Joker. Number 50. Now, this is post-New 52. And I don't think Rebirth had happened yet because it's, it's mentioned again in Rebirth. Or it's real close uh, to Rebirth. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's close, close to Rebirth. I think Rebirth. it's at the end of New 52. Yeah. Well, you said it's issue 50. New 52, the longest any of those series ran was 52 issues. Oh, yeah. So <clears> it'd be, you know, three months away or right. two months, whatever. So where Batman got the whatever chair. It's called the Mobius chair. Um, it The Mobius chair, if you don't know, it's like a um, time and space dimensional vehicle. It's um, basically the new god um, Metron built this chair so he could travel between time and space to gain as much knowledge as he can. And this chair was able to collect that knowledge and everything like that. So I'll. So, yeah, he asked, who's the Joker? And yeah. they're like, oh, which one? Yeah. There There's, are three. There are three. And that had been teased for like five years. Yeah, it was a long time. Before they finally did the. Batman Three Jokers. Yep. Which, again, it's Black Label, so we don't know if it's actually continuity or not. And I did look it up. According to Jeff Johns, he thinks it is continuity. But so it's not confirmed. He was the person that wrote it at the time. Yep. But he's not the end-all be-all at DC, so... I, I think he's biased. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, very. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely, but I would be, too, if I was him. I mean, and the story is written in a way that it could very easily be continuity. Right. Nothing... Especially since the killing joke is continuity. Nothing major happened. However... Uh, it let Barbara Gordon kill one of the Jokers. And Jason Todd killed one of the Jokers. Right. So, well, Jason Todd oh. killing someone, who cares? But I'm saying, but Barbara Gordon killing someone, that's huge. Yep. Uh, and it has not been addressed in anything since of her killing someone. Like, that's kind of a big thing, especially killing a Joker. Right. So that part leads me to believe it's not continuity because they're not addressing that anywhere. Right. And the fact that, the so of the three Jokers, one and two are dead. Three is still around, and it ended with like kind of hinting at that third one making more Jokers. Also, could be um, yeah, maybe Jokers. Which um, I like the explanation that they use in this book of like, okay, you get the why is Adam West Joker different than Michael Keaton's Joker? Yeah, versus different than even um, they had the three Jokers Mark have Hamill. their own Mark Hamill, per, thank you. yeah their own uh, persona. Like one was the, the, one's the gangster, uh, cl- one's criminal, the- clown, and comedian. Yeah. And the comedian was kind of the one from The Killing Joke. The criminal was the Jack Nicholson. And the clown was the... Um, Mark Hamill. Uh, well, I, I would have said Cesar Romero. Oh, oh, oh from, yeah. Uh, that one, yeah. And they all kind of had hints of Hamill, right. I think. So they... And I like the explanation of why is the Joker so different over the years. Well, because it's a different it's being. The same person. Uh, I like it from that standpoint, but that's where I... For me, the liking of that ends. Yeah. Because, like, well, it's no. the Joker, though. You right. know what if I mean? It's like there can only really be one. Unless they said which one, because the multiverse, that's acceptable. That I is would acceptable. go with that. Like, because, oh, the Jokerverse, <laughs> to copy Marvel with the Spiderverse, they bled into this universe. Okay, fine. I'm cool with that. I think I would read the Jokerverse. I, I, I'm afraid too many people would. <laughs> But, like, that would make sense that, yeah. for a reason. Versus, no, no, right. there's just three in this one universe. That's a bit much. Right. So, I, but that being said, with this being, I'm, I'm still treating it as its own series, own universe. I think it worked really well from that standpoint. Like, okay, well, what if there are three Jokers and going from there? So, 
Yeah, that's, I mean, that's my big takeaway um, on three daughters. Yeah, um, I liked the ending where we uh, pan off to a, like a cabin in the woods type of setting. And it's got um, the comedian's wife and kid still alive who right. he thought those mobsters had killed. Batman got them into hiding, give them new identities. So the Joker does not know they're still alive. I liked that ending. I'm like, yeah. oh, that is a good uh, – I think I I really liked that. That was – for because me, that, that was the really, best part. That, and it sets up a sequel to where, oh, Joker finds out about you now. It's a right. you thought you were cat safe, and mouse but, game or, right. or, you know, it's something but it was, something more they could do off spinning off of that. And this was so, only a three-issue series, too. Right. So it's not a huge major investment. It, it's a lot like The Killing Joke, where it's only a couple issues long. Right. It's not a whole lot. Right. And I like the promotional items they gave with it, the Joker cards. Yeah. With each one that had, like, Red Hood and one of the Jokers on one, Batman well, and the other Joker. And... Well, the covers at the time when they came out too, they had the fake covers where you'd have the one Joker on the, like the acetate cover. Yeah. And then you'd pull it open and then you'd see the other Bat family inside as well. Yeah. Too. But so, yeah. There's a lot of cool promotional items around this book too. And it was a good story. It, it was. It was solid. I mean, yes. I think there are about some better Batman stories, but for in terms of what it is, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. I, I would fully agree with that. Uh, Laura, are there any other ones on this list that stood out to you, or do you want us to keep naming more ourselves? I could go into a little bit with the Harley Quinn, uh, Batman, or sorry, Batman White Knight. Ba- Batman, Batman White, White Knight presents. presents Harley Quinn. Which is still sorry. the White Knight Murphy Can you verse. Remind yeah. me, was that just a one shot? No, that no. was a five was issue. Was it a five issue? Five or six issue. Okay, was the Sub Zero one or the Sub Zero? The uh, Mr. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze was a one shot. That Mr. Was a Freeze was a one shot. I believe that took place. Oh, yes, I remember in this now. Okay. Between, I think. I know it's not collected in the trade of the White Knight. I think it might be in it, the trade of Curse of the White Knight. Yes, okay. it is. Gotcha. At least on okay. the gotcha. Hoopla version. So I'm guessing that, it, yeah, it's probably within yeah. the. Gotcha. Okay, I couldn't remember yeah, which I, one was the one shot and which one was the s- series. Right. I haven't read this since they first came out. Same. Yeah. So. Yeah, I wanted to read the Freeze one, but I didn't get back to that. Yet. And I will say that the the White Knight stuff is very wordy. It is a dense read. Yes, yes it's a dense read and a lot of dialogue. A lot of great dialogue, but so in a lot of necessary dialogue. Too. Yes. It's not. Yeah. It's just, not just filler stuff. Right. It's, it's actually a really good story. But it is, they are heavier reads. So, continue. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, we, we're here to talk, and I'm not very well, good I don't at want to interrupt you. I always feel like I'm interrupting somebody, So, like I just did. <laughs> I think we need to interrupt each other more. But yeah, uh, Batman, The White Knight presents Harley Quinn. I actually didn't enjoy this as much the first time. I haven't had a chance to read it again, but I feel like I should after... Following in the continuity of White Knight, Curse of the White Knight, and then I think I should read Von Freeze next because the way I should double check the the publishing times to see if that really is just before this or not. Um, but then, yeah, this one focuses on Harley. Um, going to give more spoilers. It is taking place sometime after Curse of the White Knight. Yeah, I do like, think it says it, about two years. There is a bit of a time jump, and it's. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, in Curse of the White Knight, they do say that Harley's pregnant. So it's not too much of spoilers to go into this and say she's had the babies. Right. And so that's how you can kind of tell the timeline because her babies are toddlers. They're not able to, like, take care of themselves yet or walk around or speak a lot. So it's, like, two, three years old. And, yeah, she 
When I, I was trying to read a quick synopsis online, but the synopses weren't very great. But they did focus a lot on saying, oh, this is a love letter to the single moms out there who think that they're terrible moms because of XYZ. And she kind of has a little meltdown with Batman in his cell. Or not in his cell, but at like the visitor's table thing. And she's like, I'm a bad mom because of this, this, and this. And he goes, no, you're a mom and those are normal feelings. Like, you're you're allowed to have this stuff. And she also mentions someone I wanted to ask about at some point, Leslie Tompkins. I, I... Um, that's an old school DC character. Um, she was one who knew who Batman was. Uh, in different iterations, she kind of, from the background, helped Alfred raise Bruce a little bit or something like that. And uh, she was like Batman's doctor. So if Batman was all beat up, he'd go to her. Okay. Yeah, so. I can't. I forget if it was Curse of the White Knight or the White Knight itself, where she popped up a couple times, and I was like, "Who's this lady?" Like, she obviously knows a whole lot about Batman. And I believe that was Curse because I don't remember rereading and, it. No, here in uh, she okay. wasn't in this one that I okay. that I caught. Yeah, I was afraid of that at the time when I wasn't going to be on the show. I was like, "Oh, I can read Curse, and it won't affect what I think of the White Knight as much. Like, I don't have to review it; it doesn't matter." But and then Adrian yeah, missed then, out, so here we are. Then I ruined myself. But yeah, I, I read a little bit about her and I was like, this lady sounds like what Batman needed all his life. Where, when did she show up and how did this happen? Why isn't he appreciating her more? Kind of is what I was thinking. But now she's, she's ending up being sort of a babysitter sometimes for Harley's kids, her human children. I'm not sure how much Leslie deals with the hyena babies, but yeah, and I, I loved, I still specifically remember Harley saying, the hyenas are my babies. The children are my kids. They're my kids, right. There, there's a difference. Yes, and... yes, they are babies, but they are my children. Versus yeah. the hyenas will always be my babies. Yeah. And I, I loved in this issue, or this series of issues as well, the relationship that Harley starts making with Bruce. Like, it's all, like she started hinting at it in The Curse of the White Knight that, oh, she thinks Batman has a crush on her, and it's like... Or do you have a crush on Batman? Is that how it's going? It's like... a bit of trauma <laughs> bonding. Yeah. They both are bonding over the experience trauma of Jack Napier, Joker. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, that that's our common that's our common thread right there. Yeah. That guy. Completely. Yeah, and she made some comment, I think this was in Curse, that she's like, You got me this dress one time and you knew like it fit perfect. So you knew everything about me. And he's like, Well, I am a detective. Like right. <laughs> I think that that's not giving me enough credit that you don't think I would know your dress size just from looking at you. If and he somehow lost his fortune, he could always work at a carny of the guess your age, weight, and height sort of thing. He can do that. Yeah, because people make a great living at that. I mean, I, I didn't say great <laughs> living. I said he can make a living. Okay. <laughs> uh, but one thing I do want to say about all of the White Knight stuff is if you tried reading it in single issues and you weren't a fan, read it all in trade because it reads significantly better collected all in one setting. Very much so. Because, because how dense the story is, I think uh, Sean Murphy wrote it like, no, no, you are going to read this all in one sitting because it is what it is. And because we live in the comic world, we need to break up into five or six chapters or whatever. I'll just cut the middle, 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 and you'll just read it all once it's done. Yeah, there was some mystery to this, and I think that I missed some of the clues along the way because I... And the, this is the, the oh, Harley sorry, Quinn. Harley. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I meant to chop things up better and say that's what I was talking about. But so much of it, because it's the Murphyverse, right. it does all intertwine. So it... Yeah, unfortunately, it nice. whenever a new series comes out, it kind of, you kind of need to reread either the whole series or at least the series before. 
just because it's oh, so yeah. one is connected to the other so intensely. Even yeah. if they do a 20 year age gap, it's like, it doesn't matter. Right. You still need to read the one before because it will reference that. Right. So it's good to have. Yeah. Which is, it's bittersweet because I, I love references, but when I don't get them, I don't love them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, the last on my list of major black label books. I feel like I can't not mention it. And that's Watchmen. It is such an iconic series of. That one's a black label. They, black label. they changed yeah. that to a black label. Yep. I, th- I yeah, didn't I catch that. Changed. Yep. Nice. Uh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, right. I mean, that was another one that I believe was Vertigo at the time mm-hmm. that people were like, oh, it's DC, but not really. And now it's okay. It actually is um, written by Alan Moore. Is yes. That... Okay. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Crazy guy. Uh, where it takes place in the 80s, a non, a not Justice League superhero team that you've never heard of, unless you've read the series, are you know doing the thing and they have more human values for all the badness that does like it is not a good thing that they have these human values because they you find out humans can be kind of garbage people and there are some redeeming humans but they're also bad ones especially once they have power they get to turn real bad um but yeah it is iconic story i think it's a must read for any comic book reader now you may not enjoy it but me uh but I think it's important to have read I to get the comic book history of, okay, this is where everything else, where comic books were at the time and they came out too, to see right. pushing the boundaries and everything. Cause it did push a lot. Very much so for yeah. its time. I did not like the story, but I appreciate it for what it is and what it did. And for me, I appreciated it's... half the story. I appreciate the actual Watchmen story, the whole curse of the black freighter. Waste of time. Don't. Oh yeah, Same. that was weird. You know, I think that may that, be why I didn't that like it. Completely. It's like there's so much skippable material in right. it. There's not much substance. Right. Um, no, I mean the main stuff. It has the classic good guys, bad guys. Oh, plot twist! This guy is actually that, and that guy's yeah. actually this. And what's going to happen? It has a cliffhanger ending of well, it's the end question mark sort of thing. Right. Um, but I, I think it does. It is important enough that people should read. Because of the history right. that it has on that, um, yeah, and especially if you want to watch that HBO miniseries, I would recommend reading Watchmen first and then yes. see. What Agreed. That goes. And, yep. And the HBO series was phenomenal. Yeah, um, it was. If whether you liked or disliked the comic book, the show, I'm pretty sure you all like because that is just a good show. Agreed. It? And I agree with you. You should read the comic before you watch that show because there's a lot of fill in the gaps. Absolutely. Not that you yeah. need the comic to watch and appreciate the show. It but, is, but I think yeah. you'll appreciate it more. Right, like it, right. It definitely gave a lot of substance that I was like, oh, that, that lady's back. This character, right. I know these things about them. It fills in their motivation. Yes. Well, and just yes. watch with itself, the book, it leaves off, like I said, with the question mark at the end. Versus this actually, okay, time has passed, dust has settled. Here's this story now and a more definitive of the end. Yeah. And they have the creator, director, they said, no, no, it's just a one and done. I don't care what anybody else says. Yes, it was a great hit. That's cool. But we don't want to do any more. Right. Now, who knows with HBO, if they'll do any more, especially now with the whole Warner Discovery stuff on how that goes, too. Yeah. So, but I think mean, it's great to live just one and done with that. Because I mean, the original Watchmen series was one and done, too. Yeah. There was no additional stuff now. Yep. We did get a sequel, not, not, not sequel okay. stuff. 
I mean, the last five um, years or so, they did the before Watchmen. Right. That's what I was, was thinking okay. of. It was a uh, prequel. prequel stuff. Which was written by a bunch of other people. Right. It wasn't the, written by Alan like, Moore. And then we did get a sort of spinoff with Rorschach, his okay. series, and, and which is a black label as well. The DC crossover. Right. The, I the can't button. remember what the... The button, button and Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock. That's it. Uh, but those are very loose. Yeah, the, very loose. At this point right, right. now, until they decide to do more. Yep. Um but yeah, I feel like that's one of the biggest titles I have to mention. Right. Uh, Jared, what was the last one on your list that you want to mention? Um, I'll just do a, a quick two of them. Actually, three. Um, Harleen, I wanted to mention, unless one of you guys wanted to mention oh, that. I forgot all uh, about it. That's a great retelling of her origin. Yep. Very great retelling. Batman, The Last Night on Earth. This is the cover, if you remember, Batman's uh, walking across, like, looks like a desert, and he's got a Joker head with him. Uh, basically, it's post-apocalyptic. Um, he's traveling the earth that's been ruined and there's, um, you know, it basically looks like a desert. There's zombies with green power rings. Um, there's speed force storms and, you know, everything that's trying to kill him. So there's, uh, that was a decent story. And the one I wanted to mention most of all is Hellblazer, um, the rise and fall, which was written by Tom Taylor. And that's basically, it starts out, it started out really Gruesome but cool for a story. That was another three issue series yes. too, because we have that in singles we talked about on the show as they were right. coming out. Yep, but uh, um, a man plummets to the ground from a skyscraper or some from a tall building, and he's got wings on and uh, feather wing, like yeah, angel like wings. angel wings. And uh, the detective, I can't remember her name, but uh, she was a childhood friend of uh, John Constantine. So he kind of shows up and they haven't seen each other since childhood because certain traumatic things happened and um, they're basically trying to solve this crime. It's a really good story. I'm not going to go into spoilers because it's not that old. It's a year or two. Uh, According to Wikipedia, the series actually came out uh, September 2nd, 2020 through February 2nd, 2021. Okay, so it's, say, it so it's wasn't that years. long because I know yeah. we have notes on this. I know right. we've talked about it. <laughs> yep. It's like, is it in my book? Yeah, so it's still like a just okay. a year is from when the last issue came out, a year and a half. So I'll leave spoilers away. And the last thing I wanted to mention was Sandman Universe was taken over by DC Black Label. That's Another? all the Sandman stuff, which yeah. now a Netflix show on Netflix, a live action yep. show on Netflix. Which I haven't started yet, but I've heard good things. I've heard good things too. Yeah, I'm wondering, I've started the Sandman issues like two, three times, and I cannot manage to finish them on Hoopla before I run out of borrows. So I think I need to buy it, and then I'm deciding if I need to watch the series. But I feel bad not reading the book first. I haven't read all of the Sandmans. I tried to oh, get into them, and I just couldn't get into well, them I've been much. told by Josh, the first two or three volumes are rough, and then it turns into a more casual, friendly read. It's, so if I can get through the first three, right. maybe I should try to give it another or chance. it's then. less psychedelic and more like, oh, here's an actual coherent story. Okay. May, I'll try to give it another chance told. then. I'll, I'll try that. I haven't read it myself, but that's yeah, what I'm I couldn't told. get into it. I tried, I tried the first before, two. I couldn't get into it either. So I don't yeah, wasn't it the art for you? I thought you said it was very art. weird art. Yeah. It's hard. It was very scratchy where things are not clear and crisp and like, yeah, ah, I'm I don't care for that art unless it truly fits the story, which this one I didn't feel. It, it could did. have been, I was just in a bad mood. I wasn't in the right mood to read it at the time too, even. Could it's hard be. to say. Yep. Yeah. We should yeah. add that to our list to buy so that I, sometimes a physical copy helps me actually read it. 
But yeah, that because is our list of black label things and what black label means ish, what we think it means at least. So yeah, it's um, <laughs> canon slash not canon. It's canon until, or it's not canon until they say it is. Right, and to me, to me, it basically here's a replacement for Vertigo. Right. Yeah, almost more so. if it's like crowd voting. Is it canon? Did you oh. like it? Then we'll say it's there okay. Is. If you didn't like it, then we're gonna let it go. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Was some of the you may not remember or know. Was some of the old Doom Patrol comics uh, Vertigo? No clue. No clue. Okay, I'll look it up later. That might be. A good That's just one of yeah. my curiosities because that stuff was canon, I believe. So anyway, <laughs> let's move <laughs> on to the next segment, which is books that came out this week, Wednesday, August twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. Jared, why don't you go first with one of your picks that came out this week? Okay. Um, do you want to tag team? You the calculator man. I, I actually have like four books I can talk about today. Okay, so, well, I mean I'll jump in whenever I feel like it. I'll go with calculator man. This is number three. Uh, this again was really good. Starts out with uh, the two police officers kind of waiting on him because he's like, "Yes, I'm going to meet you guys today," and he doesn't meet up with them. They go to leave, and he actually pulls up next to the calculator man. Pulls next up next to the cops right in front of a school crossing. So they're like, "Yeah, you're not going to pull guns on me or anything, right?" Right I, I knew this was There's a too setup. Much, yeah. Yep, too much collateral damage in the setup. But basically he tells them, he's like, yeah, I'm going to level the playing field because all the bo- mob bosses are now after me. So he's going to level the playing field pretty much and try to take them all out. Which he's fairly, and the mob bosses are basically like, hey, this guy is smarter than everyone here, including me. Don't underestimate him. Don't act but, normal at all. Yeah, don't act, act normal. Act irrational because... Yep. Don't do the same thing you normally do. Nothing with uh, patterns and, you know, repeats and stuff like that. But try to take him out at the same time, you know? (laughs) So It's a fun, weird book. It is. And this is the one that is greenlit for a show already, correct? I believe so, Mm -hmm. yes. Yes. I forget what show, what network. I think Hulu, maybe. I know I texted you, like, the week issue one came out, it's like, it's going to be a show. Yeah, it was already greenlit. And I can see why. This is a phenomenal book. Three issues, and it's really good. I don't want to give spoilers away on action, that. It's got action, it's got drama. Yeah. It's got a little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, the humor on it, too, I really enjoy I do, too. As well. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of the series The Pretender way back in the day, because that guy was a super genius who decided to, to level the playing field. He went out and like fought for the little guy and went against big corporations that sold out people who did nothing wrong themselves, so. Yeah, it reminds, reminds me a little bit. Reminds me of Jason Bourne meets um, Monk, almost. Where it's, <laughs> it's like they, I've yeah. never seen. super intelligent, <laughs> and then the I'm going to go murder everyone in weird, cool ways. Yeah, but he's going after mobsters, so it's got a little bit of a John Wick. A little bit, where, but no one killed this guy's dog. Right, but thank yeah. God, calculated man number three. Uh, I'll jump in next with my first pick this week, and I'm going to go with uh, Public Domain number three. Uh, it's another one we've talked about every time each issue has come out where it's about this family where one of the guys is a Stan Lee-esque creator of comic books. He's been out of the comic book industry, out of that domain called, uh, I believe it's actually called Domain, uh, that they made a bunch of movies out of. He doesn't get anything. He just shows up for the red carpets and they send him home. He doesn't get any money. Like You create this multi-billion dollar entity, but you get nothing out of it. Yeah. Um, but there is a whole lot of family drama where his sons are fighting. No, we should fight for this because their luck isn't so great right now. You find out one has a gambling problem. The other one keeps losing his job. 
the one that keeps losing his job uh, most recently was a tattoo artist. Um, I love what he was told to do and versus what he did. He was supposed to have a shark that said no fear, like, and like, oh, real tough tattoo. And instead he did that in no fear. Uh, then underneath that, without understanding all like fancy penmanship and like, oh, it's supposed to be like an encouragement thing. And then another girl who was mid tattooing, you can tell it's supposed to be some uh, like Chinese symbol for like peace or whatever it is. And instead he was writing a uh, white person on it, on her. <laughs> like he was like, uh, he's doing his own social justice sort of thing on that. And just that level of humor. I really enjoy like, oh, oh yeah, this guy doesn't care. He's just doing whatever. Like he's doing his, his social justice on it. But the main story is again about the family and you find out that the company, the, how to say the current Marvel esque company that they're going against uh, has lots of lawyers against this guy that he may technically be right and may have the ownership, but the lawyers will drag it out and everything. So he just comes to terms with, okay, do I fight this and never actually get anything out of it in my lifetime? Or do we settle? So I get something out of it right now. Yeah. Um, but it's a really good drama uh, with some comedy to it. And I really enjoy it. I think it's a fun, fun read that it's interesting. It's definitely not a action pack anything, but I do yeah. look forward to it every time. You're like, Oh yeah, let's cool. It coming out. Sweet. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Laura, what's one of the books that came out this week that you enjoyed? I got really excited for Wind, The Throne in the Sky, number one. Although it may not be the best jumping on point for people, but it is totally worth it to go get Volume 1, Flight of the Prince, and Volume 2, Secret of the Wings, to catch up on where Wind is in this story. And there's also, there is a little synopsis on, like, the second page. Previously in Wind. Yeah. Um, okay, it is about five pages in, because they kind of give a a very early on, like, a glimpse of the history. It starts with a flashback. Um, yeah, a flashback. Real quick, is this still written by James Tinian? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. good, good. <laughs> I was really hoping they didn't switch writers and stuff like yeah. that. Well, this yeah. is an image book, so... Oh, it, that's right. It's creator-owned. Okay. I didn't, I didn't uh, boom put that Boom is what it boom. says? It's is boom. boom. Okay. Oh, that's image? Gotcha. Nope, okay. But that's okay. still... It's still a creator-owned, yeah. though. Yeah, at first, I'm not going to lie, I, I read the the little flashback, and then when I got to the page that's like the synopses of the last two volumes, I was like, oh gosh, that's a lot of words. And I was like, oh wait, okay, these these are warranted words. I do need all this. And it reminded me, oh yeah, I, I am a whole volume behind. I didn't, I got a little behind on volume two, so at one point I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to wait for the trade. And apparently I waited long enough, it's got to be somewhere, because... Or at is, least we have all yep. ten issues of yep. the previous run. Yeah, I mean, that that works for us, too. Like, yeah. the, the trade should be out because I have all the issues. The trade is out, yes. Yeah. But, yeah, I was always excited. Wind is the story of a, it's kind of a coming-of-age sort of thing, but it's not as gross as that. Like, I, I hate to call things coming-of-age because it usually sounds like, oh, she got her first period and she's a woman now. But this is a boy, number one, so he didn't get his first period. But um, he's a, let's see, what do they call him, a weird blood? And, he's got magic in him. Yeah. And so his he is transforming, and as they're going through his transformations and seeing what he becomes, they're starting to think that he's like a prophesized person. And he's the chosen see. one to bring balance to the force. Yeah, only not that whiny. He's not nearly as whiny as Anakin. <laughs> yeah, they called him. It, it's a super uh, creative name, the Winged Ones, 
And they say that they were the ones who originally brought peace to their entire country called Israel. Um, but people are, are seeing him and seeing his wings and going, we've seen wings like this, like in our prophecies. So they're, they're really excited for this kid, but it's also a danger. They're, they're like, well, do we want what the prophecies called to happen? And they're basically, they're kind of on the run too. Um, there are other characters, the, the prince of, he's of all of Israel, or if it's, it's another a, it's of a, pipe town. It, yeah, it's of a kingdom, not okay. the whole land. Okay. Yeah, there are there are four regions, and like different folks come from each region. Like, there's a vampire region. There's a the fairy region. There's the whole different there, four yeah. different countries. Let's say yeah. of the whole world. Yeah, and those are outlined a lot better in Flight of the Prince. Like you'll you'll get all the background for that. And but they're all coming together. I I almost wonder the way this is describing the stories, if they'll have at least four volumes where they they take place in each of these regions too, or not. Like that's a direction they could go. I would go that way if I was writing a story, but we'll see what happens. I, I write weird stuff when I write it all. Um but basically yeah, these these guys are kinda on the run and as they're at first it was just Wind and his sister and the prince of their region pipe town and the prince's like best friend those were the four trying to escape the bandage man in the flight of the prince and i guess somewhere in the volume two they picked up more people in their travels and now there's like seven of them on the run trying to still get to i think the duke like someone who's next in succession who can kind of protect them and help them overthrow yorick's dad who's like on his deathbed but is trying to convince York, the future prince, oh, you have to follow these rules about our bloodlines and how how we can mix things and where these weird bloods are allowed to be. Because I think Pipe Town was like the last... It was the last bastion of yeah. pure yeah. humanity. No magic, nothing. Just plain yeah. as can be. Yeah, it's kind of a little science, racist. not magic. Yeah, I hate to say it that way, well, but, but that, that makes science sound bad. Like Scientology. Yeah. But for <laughs> but, me, this... Yeah. Uh, the series as a whole kind of reminds me of like a, of a backwards Lord of the Rings where instead of it starts with the fellowship and they break apart slowly, like, no, no, we're going to start with a small group and slowly gain steam with more and more people to join our party while we go to this, where our, our ultimate goal is to get to this other area to make something happen. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's Lord of the Rings in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. I could go with that. But yeah. But yeah it, they don't make it very far in this issue, but it's a lot of reminding you what did happen and setting up what's about to happen. Right. So, but it's. I, I want to say it's a good jumping on point. Like, if you're going to jump on, jump on here, yes. Like, you need to read this story, but you also need to read the other ones. Right. So. It's an easy point to jump on because you can just read volumes one and two of the previous and then go with this. I, I guess the way you just said that, that doesn't sound no, like, easy it, to it, me. It's good, it's good to do this, <laughs> but I think it'd be ultimately still be better to read one and two. Yeah. To get that full emotion of everything. Yeah. I recommend if you have the time, start with one and get to this. But if you. If you need the incentive, read this to tell you, yes, you want to read these other ones. Right. Like, let this sell you on the first. Team. This truly is a number one where you can just jump in right where, yeah. where, right where we're at here. Yeah, you'll figure it out. And it gives you the synopsis for what happened in the last yeah. two. So. All right, Jared, uh, real quick, what is the other thing you have to talk about this week? Darth Vader number 26, Into the Sand. I loved the, t the little tagline with, uh, you know, Anakin not liking sand. 
And that's actually one everywhere. of the first things they talk about is the flashback when he says, I don't like sand. So I thought that was pretty sand. great. Sand. Why'd it have to be sand? Right. <laughs> but uh, he's use, uh, Darth Vader is flying Kitster's pod racer in this, which is pretty cool. Um, they're doing it. He's going into a sandstorm to rescue um, uh, the hand, Padme's handmaiden who is kind of like in the middle of the storm and crashed down and everything. Um, and he's going to try to save her unlike he did not save his mother or Padme. And the Emperor finds it amusing. Because that's so, what he does. Yep. So I'll leave it there. Uh, and uh, my last pick of this week is going to be Amazing Spider-Man number eight. I was going back and forth whether I wanted to have this one or a different book, but I was like, you know what? No. I'm going to reward a story that is starting to get better for the Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> series. Uh, issues one through five were okay. Six was a really good one-shot. Uh, seven happened. and <laughs> <laughs> It just happened. And here's number eight, where it's the culmination of the fight with the Vulture and Spider-Man. Uh, Spidey's not doing so good with the initial fight, but he finally calls in for help. And who does he call? Good old Norman Osborn. I was amazed. Like, I've never heard Spider-Man actually call for someone for help and say, I am dying. Like, I've I've never seen him say that before. Yeah, I think that's a weird choice for yeah. Zeb Wells to write, write it that way. But I do like the result um, where he, he calls Norman for help. Norman says no. And then we get Spidey with a new spider suit and everything. And I like the explanation of why Norman ended up saying, this is why I can't help you with this. Yeah. Um, was like, okay, that is that like those two pages were the best two pages of this entire mm -hmm. run of Spider-Man right now was just in those two pages. Of, okay. This is why I can't do this because it's not just a call me whenever you need me. Like, no, there I'm going, I'm an addict. I, if I get a sip of it, there's a chance I go full on addiction again. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. Like, Oh, that's actually good. And it got through to Peter's like, Oh, that makes sense. Like yeah. it, it, it hit home. Like so, we try to tell us like, no, I seriously can't do this. Oh, that that's fair. That sort of thing. Yeah, I got the impression Norman is specifically asking Peter for help, and he's like, I I know I can't do this alone. I need you to be with me as close as you can. Like almost keep your friends close and your enemies closer. But hopefully, he's really. Meaning it as a friend, right? Well, now, I would say but. as like I need a sponsor for yeah. my addiction, and you, if you yeah, I are, to say therapist, if you but keep that's tempting me with the drug, then eventually I'm going to take it, and it's not going to end well again. I I don't want to be that person anymore, and it worked really well. Um, I mean, it was cool to see the fight with Vulture, how it ended. Like, oh, he kind of got through to Vulture a little bit, but like the main story was with him and Norman, mm -hmm. and he got a new spider suit, which. I, and he needs another one. Obviously. He needs another one, I guess, because it is what it is. One thing that threw me off too. Sorry to like hijack your your telling, but it is Spider Man. Um, I always think it's weird when the Vulture, like his suit, yeah, should be mechanized and armored and all that, but he took a building to the face and just walked away. It's like he's not actually super powered. Like how he's, how he's did not, he take that yeah, head not, on? <laughs> he's not a metahuman. He is an old a, man yeah. human. And yeah, because the whole premise was that he was mad that Spider-Man turned his granddaughter against him. So his granddaughter is old enough to be making life choices. That... Like his 
granddaughter <laughs> looks like she's like in her twenties. So yeah. it's not like, oh, it's a baby or a toddler. No, no, it's a full adult. And yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, and that is one consistent problem with comic books is like they forget yeah. what, who has what extra power. How many times have you seen Cyclops and the X-Men take a random massive blow to his body and he's fine? Like, no, no, his only power is his laser eyes. Nothing else. Yeah, he's, so, he, he's nor mortal. He's, he's feel full human other than the the optic beams. Like, See, that should not happen. That, I would hope that he has like body armor of some kind. Like, Vulture obviously had no helmet. <laughs> like, it was skin on building. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Yep. But... I mean, they did end up showing him beat up his face, beat up and swelling later, which that's what all John Romita Jr. does. But it worked out for this, it worked out for good of this. I say it looks like Romita's work, and I'm just like, I don't care about that story yeah. at all. You know, uh, yeah. Well, he's the artist, not the writer. I know. Yeah, but it doesn't help the story. No. Uh, I don't care for him his work at all. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, but yeah, that is Amazing Spider-Man number eight. Where Amazing Spider-Man is actually good this week, so it's worth checking out. And you don't need to read the issue before because it basically, okay, he's fighting Vulture. And I mean, Standard Marvel, they have the previously on, on the front page and then boom, here you go. So Yeah, I can confirm for everyone, like, I'm still back in the Beyond era. So like, I am far way behind. behind. <laughs> like, after I read Curse of the White Knight, I was like, I should have been reading Spider-Man this whole time. What's wrong with me? But I was addicted to the White Knight for a, a weekend. So there you go. But yeah, so I, I read this alone one shot and it yeah, everything you need is in it other than maybe some backstory with Norman. But if you've read any Spider-Man, you probably know backstory with Norman. Right. So uh, that's a real life testament of you're behind, you jumped in on this issue and you're good to go. Yep. Uh, go get it, people. Are there any other books this week that stood out to you? I know that uh, was kind of me jumping the gun on yours a little on that one. Oh, that's okay. Um. I read Minority Threats, and or sorry, Minor Threats, and I keep calling it the wrong thing. Um, minor Threats, it made me think of an adult version of The Tick. So I, I had to mention it because it made me think of The Tick. Um, because this young girl, she's aged now, but when she was a child, she was kind of like uh, a supervillain sidekick to her mother, who was a villain. It also made me think of, shoot... Bang. Yeah, the these people from the Ultimate Universe who were with Miles Morales for a while too. They had the white and pink suits, and they were like a explosion mom dad oh. group, or I, sorry, mom daughter uh, group. I didn't read the Ultimate stuff. So. Yeah, oh, okay. they showed up with Peter Parker too. I think. Okay, I know but, who you're talking about. Yeah, there it was another mother daughter villain team. But anyway, so it sounds like this the main character Frankie, she's. Finally realized, oh, not everyone is raised by a supervillain. Not everyone's life should be like this. I need to... I've paid my time. She got arrested and she's just getting out on, on probation and all that. And she's making a better life for herself or trying to. But there's still, like, she lives in a world of supervillains and crime. And the the place where she's working is a bar that all these villains frequent. So she's still exposed a lot to this world. And it just made me think of how in The Tick, all the all the heroes and villains are just normal people. Like, you, you walk down the street and you see people dressed up in their outfits for, for crime fighting or villainy. And that's just their lifestyle. And it made me think of that. And I, I hope that she gets somewhere with it. I, I would be willing to, to read it again to see where she goes with trying to get her life back on track, get 
she has a daughter too and she's trying to be able to at least visit her maybe not be a mother necessarily but be in her life period so i think it'll have a good direction to go interesting actiony drama mostly mm-hmm. mostly drama with some action to it cuz i mean world in a world of villains yeah, and they're setting it up right now, so to, to go straight into action wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. All right, so that's our picks for this week. Um, well, let's move on to our book club section of the week before we do our final, which is Heroes of the Week, which I've got to warn Jerry oh. about. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about Batman the White Knight. Uh, if you don't want any more spoilers on this, then too bad. Uh, <laughs> or next week, we're going to talk about Die Volume 1 with Adrian, as long as he's actually here. And if it's not, you know, we're going to talk about it anyway, because it is what it is. Uh, so, yeah, Dive Volume 1 is what we'll talk about next week. Uh, Batman White Knight. This was my second time reading this through. Uh, how about Me you guys? Too. Same here, but my first time was on single issues, because there was a lot I missed reading it in single issues. And it's been quite a few years, but this was... This is, I think, oh, I forgot how eight, good eight, this I think was. this is eight issues yeah, in this me too. also. Yeah. It's an eight-issue trade. You're six or eight. Something it, like that. It, it's, it's, a, it's a thick it's one. It's a thick one. Um, where we always sell it as, what would happen if the Joker went good? Yeah. yeah. Um, he turns I, into politics, which is still not good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have one complaint with this book, which I'm not too worried about it because I think it fits the story fairly well. Um, Jason Todd was the first Robin, not Dick Grayson. Yes, that was a little bit of a weird one for yeah, me, too. Yeah, that kept throwing me off, and it's uh, just like... It didn't really fit the story. It, Dick Grayson still could have been the first Robin. It Jason Todd, it, they could have just gone with that history of Joker, captured him, and everything. They could have just kept it all. So, but I there's historically, no at all. yeah, I historically like that setup better. But but for this, but instance, for this, in the it Murphy works. Verse, it works. Yeah, I'm not not a complaint complaint about it, but I'm just like. I'm so used mm. to that. And they Nick, still have... Nightwing and Dick Grayson being first. And they still have the death in the family story in this. Somewhat. Where, Twi- uh, bit where like, altered. oh, where, you know, he's going to kill him, blah, blah, blah. But you find out, no, he didn't actually kill him. He let him go. Yeah. Now, we get a resolution with that this week. Uh, issue two of The White Knight Presents Red, Red Hood. Hood. Issue two of two came out this week also. Yep. But we'll talk about that later because I imagine it'll probably tie into the trade when uh, the Batman Beyond the White Knight comes out yeah. in trade. So spoilers, again, I screwed up by reading The Curse of the White Knight too fast. Jason Todd shows up in that for a minute, so mm-hmm. that might help with what you're yeah. talking about, because it, it's definitely referring that he was there it's, in right. the past. It's only like one panel, though, he's there, isn't it, too? Yeah. So it's like a major, yeah. like, oh, there he is. That's just one of my things. I prefer Dick Grayson right. being the first Robin in like every Batman universe, so it's like, this threw me off just a little bit. It was sour taste in my mouth. But it, it still fit this story, and it was still good. Right. If you are not a diehard Batman like I am, person, you're going to be fine with this. Right. And even if you are like I am, I'm still okay with this. That's right. just one of those sour things like, oh, it's like, I don't oh, like that as much, but this still works. See, I'm not mad about it, but I'm disappointed in you. Yes. A little bit. So, But that's just me. And But I'm a, but that's, I'm a big Nightwing fan. But that is fair. So. I guess I didn't get that impression that it implied that he was definitely the first one. Oh, it, it, it says it in this. It, it, they literally yeah. say that okay. and, you know, after Mike. after your first Robin was gone, then I was here, yeah. and then I left also and turned into Nightwing instead of Robin, right. blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah, I guess since I am not the diehard, I didn't 
didn't right. catch up on that because I knew there'd been so many Robins. I yeah. didn't. I I lose the ordering too. Okay. Uh, um, but overall, I mean, I like the initial. We see Batman chasing Joker, where he's creating all sorts of havoc. Where yeah, Joker's yeah. running away, but he's not actually doing the destruction in this world. It's all Batman while in the pursuit of Joker. Mm-hmm. Now you could say, well, it's Joker's fault because he's the one running away. But, but he's running he, away from a vigilante also. He's not running away from a cop. That and yeah. this time, wasn't it something simple like him stealing a scooter or- uh, It was a ro- bank robbery. Just Was it a bank robbery? I, okay. What, I couldn't remember I, exactly what the, the crime was. From what I understood, it was, he's like, yeah, I robbed the bank. But that doesn't warrant, you know, thousands of thousands of possibly millions of dollars worth of destruction that right. happened in the chase. No, I, I didn't actually kill anybody with that. Now, in the series, they say, yes, there's a past crimes where I did, blah, blah, blah. But of actual solid convictions and everything, all they got him on is like bank robbery and like very minor things. That's why he goes to Arkham Asylum, not Blackgate Prison. Because like, okay, he's a crazy person, not necessarily a convict. Right. Um, which I do like the, how they do that difference. So like, well, yeah. he's, you, you take the insanity plea and... Yeah. That's what he does. Yep. Uh, but it has a lot of uh, Mr. Freeze in here mm-hmm. where he's working on mm-hmm. stuff, which ends up becoming- he's working the... with Batman. Uh, to uh, get his own- Yeah. To... They're, they both Eventually. got their both- uh, They both have their own agendas for working together. Right. But now, it was fun to see them two work together. Well, I read this. Freeze still had a criminal background, though. Yes. It wasn't always peachy cream no. between them two. But it seemed like Bruce was finding a way to like, okay- you're a bad guy, but I see why you're doing this. Let's focus that energy into creating good. Right. And that's why he starts funding that as well. Right. Uh, because Alfred, I think they kind of ripped off the old Batman and Robin movie where Bat or Alfred has the same disease as Victor's wife. Right. Yeah, I so, don't remember them saying that specifically. I don't remember them saying that, but that's the impression I got in this book. Because yeah, why, that makes sense. why would he go, you know, he's using Victor Freeze as an expert on this disease why else would he be doing that? See, at first I thought he was using him as, a, as an expert on cryotechnology to Which, freeze Alfred at this stage in his disease to, that could to be. hear anything. That could be. Maybe I was That's what I do is like, all right, we'll put this on a, so you're not bleeding out. So okay, not. maybe yeah. I was mis- misreading that just a little bit then. I mean, I think they leave that open enough yeah. that it's okay yeah. with that. Right. I think it's open to interpretation because it doesn't actually, not that I call it, specify. It doesn't say, Victor, I'm working you w- with you because, you know. Right. Yeah, uh, we don't need to be spoon-fed that much. Right. right. Uh, one thing that I know, <laughs> what made me read this is because, Laura, you had asked me, like, why are there two Harley Quinns? Yeah, I was so confused the first time. I, reading it the second time helped clarify that to me but the first couple the first time i was like who who are these two blondes i don't understand uh i like the way they explain it like joker was so obsessed with batman he even noticed that he has a different girlfriend like Mm -hmm. harley quinn left and then this other girl which i like the way they do it too is it's the more modern art style of harley quinn like oh the the daddy's little slugger suicide squad costume like the more adult Harley Quinn mm-hmm. than the classic one piece, uh, one suit, one piece of the suit costume Harley. And I like how original Harley was like, yeah, he traded me up for a, uh, what do you say? Like a blonde bimbo with even a bigger rack. Like that's all he was, that's all you got out of her. Like they, she made fun of the over-sexualization of Harley since the original mm-hmm. cartoon and everything right. too. Like 
that's why it's a di- that's why they look so different because you're a different person, right? And they're yeah. just latching on to this and picking up my scraps once I left, sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I already forgot the girl's name. Was it Marion Drew? Uh, like something. Uh, I didn't catch it. I don't think. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I, I, she's Neo Joker, is what she is. Yeah, eventually, <laughs> but she had a name before. Right. Like the the story was the Joker was robbing her bank. She was a teller there. And at one point, she was like, you know what? I'm going to start helping him. And because she started helping him, he's like, okay, Harley, come on. And that's, she yeah. like took the role without even necessarily realizing. Blonde girl helping me. You must be a Harley. So that's the way it is. Yep. And the reason why she started joining, too, because she was depressed and she was a bank teller that was cutting her wrists uh, just to, and she said, I'm just doing it to see how long it'll take until one of the customers complain. Turns no, out. she wanted to see if she could bleed out. Well, like, that, well if she would literally die. Or if she could bleed out before the customers complain, I guess. I know she mentioned, like, if the customers will actually say anything, too. And it was Harley, or Joker came in and was like, oh, yeah, I'm robbing it. Hey, you're a Harley because you're helping me now. And then he actually bandages her up and, like, nurses her back to health a little bit and then goes full on crazy. Health, quote. And, well, <laughs> to not bleeding out from yeah. the razor blades. Physical health and mental health are two different things, right. PSA. Uh, but yeah, I mean, then the story escalates greatly. Yeah. Where, okay. It's uh, a flashback of a sense. Um, or where are you talking about the Jason Todd? Uh, not exactly. But okay. Go ahead. Um, so after Harley, the real Harley, the original kind of gets a hold of Jack Napier as he's kind of cured. She kind of goes into a flashback telling of one day she came home to find Robin beaten half to death in their basement. And Joker was questioning him and trying to get information and was about to kill him with a razor blade and she stopped him. And, so. and she's, and that was the moment that made her leave. Yes. That was like, you know what? I can't do you. You don't love me. You love, you love Batman, Batman. And yeah. I can't compete with another man. Right. <laughs> I uh, don't have the equipment. I don't have the Batwing. There we go. <laughs> uh, They're both black label books. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean the story, it jumps around a little bit between yeah. Bruce and, uh, Jack Napier. I do like Jack set it, like setting a meeting together with all the other supervillains. Yes, that um, was great, including uh, your favorite Laura. The I didn't mean to. The, oh yeah, yeah. The that little, little girl, girl was there. Yep. Uh, I can't I think remember. of her name, but she was mm-hmm. in the animated series. I know that. Yep. They've got Bane, Two Face, uh, Poison Ivy, Mad Hatter, Riddler. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, the whole Killer Croc. Yeah. The um. The puppeteer guy. Oh, shoot. The Mad Hatter. Or wait, the um, puppeteer is different than the Mad Hatter. Yeah. Sorry. But there's a whole bunch of people yeah. that are getting together. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're going to work with me. Like, we, we're we not going to work for you. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I actually dosed you all with Clayface. And I'm using yeah, Mad Hatter. so to contr- gross. I'm using Mad Hatter to control Clayface. And he's controlling all of you. Yeah. So it is what it is. Right. And, yeah, that's how he sets up his criminal spree to... to clean up the corruption of Gotham, I guess. I love how this is a world where it is what it is, is a valid description for you ate part of a person and that's part of a mind control device. <laughs> it's a lot, Very comic book. It's a lot like Ratatouille, but with less hair pulling, more brain poking from the I internal. I actually never watched Ratatouille. You're not so. missing out on a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's Napier does his he uses the genius of the Joker, but focuses it into, quote, good, to, like, okay, we're going to distract people so I can find the real 
villains of Gotham. Like there are the one percenters that are setting up everyone else to fail. So you can just get richer and richer and richer off of the plight of the superhero fights and everything like that. Uh, I mean, that's a major chunk of what's going on here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the story. Yeah. I, I feel like we're going to skip a whole lot because that's, I mean, yeah. at a certain point, it's a very thick book. It's a thick point where not a whole lot happens, but happens in such a good way. It's worth reading. Still, it's not like, oh, it's, it's not skippable. You definitely want to read it, but it's a it's a TV drama at that point where yes. you have to watch it to absorb it. Yeah, and there's great dialogue between characters. The character interaction is, I think, the driving force of the story to, to me. There was some great stuff here. Uh, a lot of Gordon questioning, okay, should I still support Batman? Should I not? Yep. Technically, you are breaking the law, but you're stopping supervillains, but also... Maybe you are a villain because look how much destruction you're doing in pursuit of these other villains. Yeah. The the one point where Napier is like, oh, yeah, if Batman's so good, why isn't he giving the police officers all of his technology? Right. How many lives could he have saved if you had a Batmobile? Just that alone. Or, you know, the gadgets or the armor. Or like, if he's that good, why can't he help you? And I love that question that was posed. Yeah. And I... Yeah. Um, and kind of based off of that and their relationships and everything like that, Nightwing and Batgirl are like, Batman, you're you're kind of in the wrong on a lot of this stuff right now. He's, go, he's gone, he's too, gone far. too far because he's trying to take down Jack Napier no matter what. And right. Jack Napier is the good guy of this story in a sense. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, Batman's doing the needs of the many. I yeah. weigh the needs of the few. And right. well, but you're, you're still hurting the needs of the few from that standpoint. Right. Yeah. I think so. at one point Batman realizes – the Joker is right, and he's so mad about that that he's just, like, blinded by the rage right. of knowing, yeah, I am wrong. I'm so mad about it that I'm going to continue being wrong for a little bit I keep until double- I can, yeah. I have to keep doubling down yeah. until eventually the the checkbook balances yeah. sort of thing. Kind of, yeah. Uh, until he can bring himself to, like, he hits rock bottom. Right. It's like, okay, at this point, like, I guess, spoilers, which... I finally remember to say spoilers, but we've already prefaced it. I almost feel like once he loses Alfred, that makes him really reevaluate everything that's going on. He's like, okay, I, I got to get my stuff together and work with my people who are my family, what's left, and deal with the fact that, yes, Joker's right. How can I atone for what I've done and pick up some of the pieces of what he's saying I should do without looking like a complete asshole either? Right. Yeah. And I like that uh, Alfred knows him so well mm-hmm. that he's like, no, no, I know you're not going to read this. After- I left you this note. I know you're not going to read it after I died. You're going to wait. You're going to wait too long, realistically. Mm-hmm. And you're going to read it around the rest of the family, which he is. Like, he called him out, like, calling him out every single time yeah. and right every single time. Like, man, you he knows him because he is, all- yeah. for all intents and purposes, Bruce is Alfred's son. Yeah. I mean, and he's like. And he I- says that in the note, too. Like, I know you. And I know this is what you're doing. And you also need to realize you're wrong. Like, wake up, get over it. It's okay to ask for help and right. to admit when you're wrong. Just man up and do it. Didn't right. they do that in the main continuity with Alfred's death as well? That the note he wrote then was very similar to this one? Uh, He wrote a note to Dick Grayson. Oh, he didn't write one to Bruce? Because okay. I remember specifically, because that's always at the whole... Uh, Alfred Foundation in the Nightwing right. series. Okay. Yeah. That's the biggest one I can think of. Yeah, okay. Alfred left his fortune to right. Dick Grayson, not Bruce Wayne. Right. And that's the closest thing I can think of that yeah, was similar I to that. I can't remember okay. if he actually, I'm sure he did or something, but I don't remember Alfred writing 
Bruce a note in the main. Uh, other than when they were, had that reading of the will at the one bar when it was still Rick Grayson. Yeah, that one. I, I don't consider that one. That I'm I'm talking about a, like a letter written to Bruce. Right. I don't remember okay. a specific so, letter. I'm not saying it didn't happen. But I just right. Remember. Same here. Yeah, it might be that I'm thinking of the the Dick Grayson note and the way he wrote it was still he knew Dick Grayson yeah. as well. And like, yep. Well, Dick Grayson good... was pretty much his son as yeah. well. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, um, I do kind of like how it gets towards the end. So basically, when Jack Napier takes down Batman, um, Riot the Fake Harley, uh, Neo. Yeah, jo- Neo. Neo Joker. I'm sorry. Yeah. First thing I was like, who's sorry. Riot? I yeah. don't remember Neo that. Joker. Thank you. <laughs> um, she she finds this giant freeze gun pretty much and freezes Gotham. A, po- a good yeah. portion of it. Yeah, a good portion of it. Yeah, it turns um, out that that was part of what, not necessarily Victor Freeze, but I think Victor Freeze's his dad. Ancestor or his ancestor. His Nazi relative. Yes. Yeah. So, but uh, they ba- Batman's basically like, okay, um, we're going to need backup. GCPD, the police department, he gives them like all to all of his Batmobiles. And you see yeah. all the greatest hits yeah. of Batman. You see the Adam West one. Yep, you see the, the animated 90s, series. Yeah. You see the the, the dark uh, um, Batman Begins one. So it's got all of that, and they're all basically going into battle, pretty much. And it is cool to see yeah. all the the Batmobiles lined but up together. Like Nightwing that. and Batgirl both join the police department. So there's a lot of stuff happening in this, and it's just great stuff. Um, with the Batmobile, sorry to jump in. Yeah. I, I loved at one point, oh shoot, this might be, again, the wrong issues. At one point, there was something going on with the, the technology, and so he went back to like the original Batmobile. Oh, yeah, no. that's in this where that they have to, one. do you okay. have anything in analog? And Nightwing's yeah. like, uh, no, but I know where I can steal one. Right. Yeah, and, and he's like, this is always my favorite. Because that's yeah. when they were trying to arrest <laughs> Batman himself yeah. during that part. Okay. Uh, which oh, the is, EMP pulse. Or the, That's the right. EMP pulse and the blinding light where they fought in advance. So while Gordon is in pursuit, he has his eyes dilated and a blindfold on. Mm-hmm. So he, once the flash is done, it was going to be super you know, pitch black. His eyes are dilated so you can see in the darkness a, lot, a little bit better than Batman with that also. I didn't realize the dilated part. That's so cool. And like, but I knew the blindfold. Speaking of someone that has had their eyes dilated, I don't think it still works that way. No, like, it yeah. doesn't. Not the way they put it in here. Yeah. It's, Everything's really freaking bright when you have your eyes dilated. No, given a, I get why they did that but, pitch blackness. Right. But also, you can't really focus that well either. Not like stuff. that. Uh, it depends how you dilate them too, though. Like, if you use those drops, yeah, that screws you up. Yeah. Uh, I get But, but yeah. the way they do it in this book, I'm it like, was fine. Uh, it was fine. It, yeah. it was comic book science. It's fine. But I did like yeah, I uh, thought when, it was just a blindfold, honestly. Yeah. I did like when uh, uh, Jack Napier, they thought he was dead, and Harley goes after Neo Joker and beats the crap out yeah, of it. Yeah, does. Chick you know, fight. I thought that yeah. was great. It's like, yeah, don't mess with Harley. Uh, and I like the ending where Bruce, Batman, does admit, like, okay, I can't do this by myself anymore. Uh, it ends with him revealing, I am Bruce Wayne. To Jim Gordon. To Jim Gordon. Also, while giving the Batmobile keys to Gordon, like, okay, it wasn't just alone. You guys actually need these. He was right. Yeah. Napier was right. I should be helping more. I love how each key has a bat signal on it too. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> how much branding does he do, does he really realistically need? Right. Of course, he, the Batmobile has a bat symbol on the key as right. well. Because why wouldn't it? Yeah, and you got to think the the manufacturing of that. Does he sit there and bend the the ends of the keys, or does he have like a press that has those bats in it? Think of like how those mm-hmm. are made. Also, why is it why is it keys? Why isn't just like push button start? Because if at that point, if you can get inside the Batmobile, sure, you've heard these it. are analog. <laughs> Yeah. 
are you saying that all cars need to have keys? Because they don't. No. You can, you know, you can you, still do it with you, a button. You could have a toggle switch the that, entire time. I'm going to go with that's the reasoning. Okay. So it just it just keeps the play. <laughs> I know keys. there's holes in that that right, argument, yeah. but that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Lucius it's Fox not a is old school, and he designed all this. Yeah. There that's you go. Because uh, he wasn't he mentioned somewhere too that they were going to like. Oh, I think he was in charge of all of Bruce Wayne's. Uh, like, Lucius is the one that develops all the. Wayne yeah. Te- he's all with yeah. Wayne Tech that develops all Batman's gear traditionally. See, I, I thought that he was even bigger than that in these stories, though, that he was like running the company. Somehow. That's in the next one. Oh, okay. That, that's in Sorry. Curse of the White Knight. Okay. Sorry again. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, let's go to the ratings one being awful, five being great. What would you rate this, Jared? It's really good. Um, I'm surprised you have any hesitation. Still go with a four. Really? It's because of the whole Nightwing not being first, isn't it? It uh, has a big portion oh, of yeah, it. Yeah, I figured it'd be biased. I'm giving it a five out of five. It, but like I said, I'm, I'm biased right. and I, I really enjoyed this. I'll give it a five out of five because it is great for people that have read Batman before and want something a little bit different. It's great for people that have never read Batman before. Mm-hmm. And it still has enough relevancy to everything else. Yeah. Laura, what would you give it? Yeah, I have to give it a five as well. Like, for not having Spider-Man, this was a really good story. Yeah. Spoilers. There's no Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that is... Two uh, fives and one biased fi- four. So You almost said five. I, mean, I almost said five, but I caught myself. All right, there you go. So biased said, four. It's such a biased four, it's kind of a biased five. Yeah. It's yeah, a pretty biased 4.5. Well, depending on how editing goes, I could make it say, <laughs> so you said five. So. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the after credits right. thing. You edit it to say, actually... Right. Uh, so yeah, that is our uh, diagnosis of Batman the White Knight. Uh, again, next week we'll talk about Die Volume 1. Uh, so let's move on to Heroes of the Week, comic book or otherwise. Jared, I don't know if you're ready or not. I'm ready. You're ready or not, I, I, I got I'm it. I'm going to go first anyway. Uh, I want to say my brother Dana is my Hero of the Week. He has lent us his power washer. He's doing some remodeling. He's given us a couple cabinets that he was just like, he's like yeah, do you guys want this? I was like, well, we don't need it, but we can take it. He's like, He's like, you don't have to take it. I'm just going to throw it out otherwise. Like, yeah, we might as well take it then. Yeah, there was nothing wrong with it. Uh, but yeah, he's like I said, he loaned us the power washer uh, a few weeks ago where I redid the driveway and the front porch with that and gave some other stuff. And he just had successful cornea transplant surgery yesterday. So hopefully he's going to be back on the mend pretty soon. So yeah, that's my Hero of the Week. Uh, Jared, who's who's your Hero of the Week? I'm going to go with my new coworker. I just hired... Uh started last friday his name's furious and he is doing a phenomenal job and is really helping me out and i'm looking forward to getting some of the weight of all the workload taken off my shoulders there you go i'm having a flashback was he your hero last week too oh he might have been <laughs> okay. i don't know sorry this sounds really it familiar been, and i'm uh, like what's going where on? i offered him the job and he took the job but it hadn't could started be. yet maybe yeah. that could be okay but he's doing a great job so. there you go uh, Laura, who's your here of the week, comic book or otherwise? I think I want to split it a little bit because I want to give you credit because I asked you to clean the house the other day and you did a great job. And then Peter immediately went in the bedroom and got one of my old slippers and like ripped it up everywhere. And I, I could tell that it was all new dirt. Like luckily for you, I'd seen the before and after. So I knew. You can Aww. see the lines from the vacuum where it had swept. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was like, oh, Peter did it to him too. Yeah. <laughs> But I also wanted to thank and make my hero be Zach because he gave us the idea for the topic tonight that I, I screwed up. And it's been nice when I talk to him about the podcast at work and he gives me ideas of things to bring back to you guys. So 
he can he, be my hero, and he's especially an avid if he's listener. listening. Yeah. And this was a good topic. It made me I didn't realize how many black label books there were. There there's a bunch. So there was mm-hmm. a bunch. And there's still more coming out. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting too, since they are kind of reprinting old things under this label, they can make more of them without even having to make them. They're already made. They're just yeah. going to relabel them. Right. So yeah, uh, that is our episode for the week. Uh, barring any complications, we should be back next week. It'll be me, Jared, and Adrian, because you guys are feuding still. Yeah, take that, Adrian. Yeah. Die, die, die. No, or wait, no, is it only that's, die? That's, die, die, die is a different series. Oh, my bad. This is just dies what we're talking about next week. Okay, sorry. But <laughs> but they're both good books. They're right? for yeah. a little while, though. I, I will admit where she's coming from, because I thought they were the same so book for a little when yeah. I first heard of each. That's fair. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're talking about next week, and we'll figure out other topics, and we'll probably talk forever about other things as well. But until then, we will see you all next time.